This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Yesterday we saw the Independent Electoral Commission of South Africa making an important important announcement for the first time. They have indeed uh, evoked Section 14, Subsection 4 of the Electoral Commission Act. And uh, it is the first time that is being done in the history of South Africa's democracy. They announced yesterday the appointment of former Deputy Chief Justice Dikhang Museneke to lead a process to decide whether the country can hold free and fair elections in the present circumstances. We have seen elections around the globe. I mean, even the U- United States of America holding that presidential election and some Senate and uh, other concurrent elections uh, last year. So, uh, what is it that makes the IEC somewhat, uh, you know, uh, in need of a backup uh, report uh, of this nature. I am joined by one of the commissioners at the IEC, uh, Musutu Muyepia, uh, joins me on the line. Uh, Commissioner, good morning and welcome to Power Talk. Good morning, Lukwana, and good morning to your listeners. Thank you very much for making the time. Perhaps let's just uh, say, um, in the deliberations that you had as commissioners, what is it that uh, made you decide this evaluation is the right way to go? Um, Please permit me to just sketch a little bit of a background. Okay. When when we, we, you know, the pandemic um, landed on our shores, last year we had a set of by-elections that were scheduled to take place but because at that time um you know the there were regulations that permitted movement um, and so on and so forth um, and political activity in, in general yes we 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 acknowledged um that the conditions for you know, in which those by-elections were going to be conducted would not be free and fair. Mm. We, we consulted with political parties and other electoral stakeholders, as we always do. And we came to a unanimous position that these things are not going to, you know, um, engender results uh, that could be um, considered free and fair. We approached unanimously we approached the electoral court and were granted an extension, a short extension, um, for specific reasons. This situation that we are now undertaking is exactly the same, except for one thing. On this occasion, there are a few voices that say, we are concerned that the by-elections are not necessarily similar to a general election and that there are livelihoods at stake here mm. on the one hand and the constitutional imperative on the on the other uh, we, as you would know Lucona, we have to hold elections within 90 days of the expiry of the term of the current yes. municipal councils um, if we don't do that we're operating outside of the constitution so we we accepted that this is not a thing that you say because four voices or three voices or two voices um, are raising this important thing. A majority is not. Let's just override them. We want to be sure that we act responsibly and we think it is in our country's best interest 
that we do what we do. I mean, I, I, I Commissioner, for one, actually welcome this development, but I just do want to get a bit of you know clarity as to the motive behind it. Because the chairperson uh, yesterday, uh, Glenn Machinini, said uh, technically the IEC is ready to carry out the election. Yes. Um, yes. So it, uh, And because you are not going to the electoral court to apply for a postponement, it seems as if, as the IEC, you are saying, uh, you are also not too sure if the prevailing circumstances uh, actually would lead to a free and fair election. It, it, it comes across as that there might be a bit of second guessing yourselves. No, and, 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 and thanks, Lukona, that you, you raised that. We certainly are not second guessing. We, we have ourselves, and we, we said as much uh, through our chairperson yesterday, we, we ourselves are saying we have considered, as we always do, considered the environment within which these elections are going to be held. The elections are on the 27th, are scheduled for the 27th of October. We are doing this work to give reassurances of the measures that we have taken and to check if there are any other measures mm. that would be necessary in the circumstances. The, 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 the signal is not one that says we are now in doubt. We are saying if there's anything we need to do more, let's have ourselves enough time to do it. Okay. It, we, we are so sure from the point of view of the work that we do that we would do whatever is necessary to ensure it. We had by-elections this week on Wednesday. There have been none of those concerns because we continue to do this work. Now, Commissioner, we are now talking about the build-up because I suppose the free and fair that you are most concerned about is in the build-up to the election because uh, you are saying technically you are fine. That means the integrity of the voters' role is there. You have no doubt that if people were to come to a voting station, there would be, uh, there would be no intimidation and so on. So the, 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 the business of running the elections on election day and the voters' role is not an issue. What are some of the questions you are holding? Hoping then that the panel led by former Deputy Chief Justice Tihang Musenega is going to answer in the period between now and election date. What, what are the questions that will be important to answer in determining whether or not there will be free and fair elections? Because the electioneering itself is an important aspect of the elections. Well, this is, this is the, the jackpot question that we want not to second guess those that may have concerns to raise those concerns without feeling a limitation. We, we don't want them to say, you know, um, the IEC is just concerned with the constitutional imperative and not the lives on the, on the other hand. We, 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 are, um, we are between the, the, the two uh, difficult uh, positions. We, having considered that, believed, as we have clearly shared with the political parties, with um, the media, with, with society in general, that we have taken extraordinary amount of measures to ensure this. But perceptions in elections are as good as a reality. Mm. We also have to understand that if voters or leaders say that their voters are so frightened they wouldn't come out and, and vote, what exactly it is that um, worries them, what must, must be done to allay their fears, um, and, and to what extent is that possible um, in the environment within which we operate? That's why um, uh, Justice Moseneke will lead a process where frank, genuine consent 
will be made in submissions uh, that he would, um, he would consider um, carefully, and then he would write a report that says, well, I have heard this, I have considered this, and this is what I come to. As the commission, are you worried when a political party comes to you and says, well, we are unable to reach our constituencies because in some cases, while the, digiti- the digital age is there, people don't have data, people don't have connectivity, and because of the COVID-19 related protocols, we are unable to do the likes of your door-to-door to call the community meetings and rallies that we would like to call. Is that something that concerns you as a commission? Yes, it does. Let me, let me put it differently also. It does for sure. We, we will be concerned. Free and fair elections require a number of things. One of the things it requires is that there must be no impediment to a, a, a party, a, a candidate contesting an election. In other words, um, we mustn't unlawfully or unduly, you know, um, you know, stop them uh, from participating. Um, but at the same time, we must, you know, every one of them has to have a good opportunity for them to say, um, you know, I have, I have access to voters. I have access to the Electoral Commission. I have access to, you know, this, that, and the other. Within limits. Um, when we have a pandemic, the pandemic is our limit. We can't um, pretend, you know, we can still do um, a, a mass rally at the stadium with 100,000 people, um, you know, this weekend. That we know it cannot be. Yes. So there is a limitation on everyone, uh, but how best do we operate in this environment? These are the issues that will be ventilated. We have done so ourselves but let them be um, ventilated as well in this, in this process. I mean, in that press briefing, you also indicated that, you know, this work must be done within a limited period of time. My understanding is that you are expecting that the report may be in with you uh, by July, which limits the stakeholders that uh, the Deputy Chief Ju- former Deputy Chief Justice Musenege might be able to talk to. I mean, I'm getting a question now here on Twitter, in fact, from one listening to you now, Zico Smith, saying that it looks like you care about political parties and them holding rallies what about voters so what 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 scope is is available to the citizens to participate in this process to say no but we are ready to vote because we want a new change of uh, uh, governance or we want to reconsider the representatives that we have in our communities you know, you know when 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 on the one hand uh, we are accused by political parties for not caring about them but but for the voters and on the other hand, you get, you know, um, it, it, it's alleged that you worry more about parties. You, you almost get the sense that you're doing the difficult job the right way. We, we are worried about everybody. We are worried about staff that we will send out there. We are worried about the elderly that must vote in that environment. We, we're worried about, um, you know, voters themselves coming into our, into our stations. You will have noticed that all of our voting stations, even on Wednesday this week, um, there was social distancing. The, the, the staff were, you know, was, was locked in PPEs. Um, we, we were sanitizing. There was, you know, people, we were managing the, the, the queues uh, with, uh, you know, the social distancing that is necessary. These are measures we have already taken. We're not talking about we are planning. We've yeah. already done. 
And so we are concerned about everybody. Okay, let us hold it there for now, but please do stay on the line for me. Uh, my guest is Commissioner at the IEC, Musutu Muyepia, and we are talking about the decision to appoint the former Deputy Chief Justice, Tihang uh, Musenege, to evaluate uh, the present circumstances and whether they can lead to a free and fair elections. That line, if you want to be part of the conversation, is 0861-987-000. 9 a.m. to noon. This is Power Talk on Power 98.7. Indeed, 23 minutes past 10, I'm in conversation with uh, IEC's Commissioner Musutu Muyepia, uh, just talking through the decision by the Commission to appoint former Deputy Chief Justice Tihang Musenege to lead a process that's going to evaluate the present circumstances, whether they can lead to a free and fair election. Uh, that line is 0861 while I still have my guest. Commissioner, I'll just ask you to hold on while I go to the line. Aluwane, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm still saying it would be possible for election to go through. You know, you've got community radio stations. Mm. You've got televisions. You've got people who can have flyers. They have their own representatives from political parties to take it door to door. And the only thing in TV is that those canvassing must be in all languages. Yeah. And again, for the voters, I mean, we are going every day to the shops to grow, to do grocery. We are going to, to departments where we need services like home affairs, labor, SASA, and the, the social distancing. Yes. And we still do the same like we are doing the show. Look on her. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Alwani, I have you loud and clear. Tokozani, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good and you. I'm well, thank you. Uh, sir, I'll speak on behalf of, of, of the voters. Uh, I think the concern of the voters. Yes. Uh, in relation to delaying or postponing the election. The issue is the term of cancel. That was put in 2016 local election must come to an end uh, by the end of August, as IEC has indicated previously. Yes, they cannot continue being uh, in, in 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 the municipalities when their term has expired. Mm. So that is the biggest concern because if you look at municipalities where there is chaos, the voters they want to change that governance. Yeah, but if the elections are delayed or being postponed. That should not mean that the term of office of this council should be extended. I think IC must be very clear on that one. So that we as voters, we know that there will be only administration in the municipalities and these people, their term of office has come to an end. Okay. And then I will be very satisfied with that process. Tokozane, I hear you loud and clear. Commissioner, I mean, uh, those sentiments, uh, no doubt there is a huge legal question to be answered here uh, when it comes to the postponement, if ever it will get to that point of the elections. Um, it's precisely what Tokozane is saying. Those councils would have their term of office extended and it would be against the constitution. Yes, no, both Togazan and Aluani make valid points, and that's really where we are. Um, we, 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 we have indicated, as we, we have said before, that um, there, is, there is a great imperative in honoring the Constitution. There are, there are voters who, who have entrusted their representatives with a mandate for five years. Um, beyond that, voters haven't, uh, you know, mandated anyone. And we have to, um, you know, ensure that, uh, that, that, that deal is, is kept, um, that the constitutional imperative is in fact um, 
or the obligation that we have, it's in fact honored. And, and that's where we are. We, we have certainly never indicated we, we, we are minded to postpone. We are saying um, that can only happen when there is an objective, um, almost impossibility. You know, we, 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 we are now sitting with, with numbers that are simply unmanageable, 100,000 or some. I don't know what that number is, and we will have to wait for the report. But in, in those circumstances, you have a very specific thing you're dealing with. You approach a court and say, here is a very specific thing. We, we, we think it's going to last for two weeks, and, and all we seek is to deal with it and immediately thereafter deal with, it, with the elections. As things stand today, we don't have it, and we, we believe for that reason. Uh, an election can be held. Then, okay, let me go to MJ quickly before I ask this uh, question, Commissioner. MJ, good morning. Good morning, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, 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 I'm fine. I'm just concerned about the... the, the MJ, please get closer to your mic. Oh, okay, uh, am I clear now? Better. My concern is about the equal opportunities for all political parties to campaign, recruit their members, even to recruit new members equally so to the ANC. Because the ANC is the governing party. Mm. They use the radios, all these FMs, they, they, they can, they can uh, uh, use that easily without interference. And on the other hand, my fear is there is a time bomb waiting for the closeness final day of the elections wherein Ramaphosa will re-announce the 350 social grants to all South Africans. And by automatically, that announcement is a win for the ANC. Okay. Thank you. MJ, I hear you. I mean, uh, Commissioner, it really talks to balancing, uh, you know, between incumbent political parties and those that are, are, you know, are contesting, those who are incumbent. It also goes to uh, the issue about those that are represented across legislatures and councils versus those that are not represented. How do you, uh, you know, make sure that all these political parties have a voice within your work as the commission? There is, there is work we do with other, um, you know, institutions in society, in, 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 you know, uh, in, in, um, in the, in the um, uh, space. Uh, for example, ICASA. Um, ICASA manages or issues regulations on how political parties um, and uh, broadcasters, for example, uh, must manage um, the, 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 the airtime. Um, it's not a foregone conclusion that any party can simply go and, and abuse the, the airwaves. Of course, those that have a fund and want to go sell um, or buy an ad- advertising space, yes. they will do so. But there are regulations that apply um, to, to level the playing field as, as it were. That ICASA manages, and they do so well. Mm. Okay. I think, Commissioner, let us leave it there this morning, but this is... Definitely going to be an important conversation to revisit, especially when the work of the panels kicks off. Thank you very much, uh, Lukwana, for the opportunity. Th- thank you so much. That's Commissioner at the IC, Musutu Muyepia, there joining us just to give some clarity on what has led the IEC to want to do this evaluation uh, led by former Deputy Chief Justice Tihang Musenege on whether or not the prevailing circumstances will lead to a free and fair election. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za.
or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.